0: For the Lord said unto thee, Listen to Better Buddies. Well, and welcome back to Hello, Better Buddies. Hello, welcome to Better Buddies. <laughs> uh, welcome back to Better Buddies. I'm your host, RJ. With us this week, we've got Kelvin. Hola. And John. Hello. Our Better Buddies icebreaker this week. What non-dog or cat animal would you own as a pet?
1: I've heard that uh, hissing cockroaches are a good pet. Really? <laughs> yeah, I... Saw that on Twitter today or something. Are you know. being serious? Yeah, it was yeah. in context of, there used to be like a show on Nickelodeon where um, kids would show their talents, but it was just a bunch of weird stuff like raising, <laughs> hissing cockroaches in bathrooms.
2: And uh, that's
1: what made it come to mind. But that's not my actual answer. I just wanted to
2: bring it well, up. It, as it's probably a, a pretty maintenance-free pet. You just chuck in some like rotted food and stuff and they take care of themselves. Yeah. Sure. You're just throwing
1: some uh, nuclear awful and winkies winkies will outlast us all yeah um...
0: <laughs> i think i'd probably pick like
2: a gecko or a frog
0: or a toad actually, gecko would say. be good
2: gecko would be good but i don't i lizards are cool but i kind of want a pet that i can like hold and i mean you can hold a lizard but it's like yeah. just I don't know, there's something about cold-blooded animals It's like, yeah, you can hold them, but it's just, like, there. True. Are you going for, like, a ferret or something? Something? I was thinking fox. Oh. Oh,
0: drop a... You can't
2: really have a fox as a pet. They're not good pets. Well... Because they're wild animals, and they shouldn't be kept as pets. But if you could... I would want a fox.
0: Uh, so I probably shouldn't tell you that for like seven to nine thousand dollars, you can buy domesticated foxes from Russia.
2: Yeah, but they're not like real domesticated foxes. They're I'm probably pretty sure like, they are. They're just I don't know. The That's they, I don't know. It just seems sketch.
0: As I've heard it, it's been like an ongoing breeding program to domesticate foxes, and as it's gone through, um, they have attained some traits similar to dogs, in their ears going floppy and their tail kind of starting to curl
2: yeah I just looked them up and they do just look like dogs and the first thing that pops up is why domesticated foxes are genetically fascinating and terrible pets. Oh um <laughs> no, but see I want I want like uh the like wild fox that's all bouncing around and energetic. See if I could have like a yard or like a that was like a big land that was like wooded and he could just kind of roam. But he was nice, and we were friends, and he would just come visit every day. I think that's the good, like compromise.
0: So you want to do the feed the squirrel from your hand technique with a fox?
2: Yeah, but if I go wandering in the woods, he'll just show up and wander around and run circles with me, and just like, but he's still like a wild animal in just in this area, and we just hang out. See, that's like goals. That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. That's pretty nice. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, What a rabbit, RJ.
0: Oh, sorry. No, you're good. <laughs> um, yeah, I'd probably, I think I might honestly get another fire-bellied toad. I had one of those when I was a kid. Had a couple.
1: When you of those say when I was a kid. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, that thing was pretty chill. They, I pretty think this chill. was
0: before I met you. Yeah, literally like two or three years. Um, but oh, from when I was like seven to like ten, I had frogs and toads go, kind of like coming and going. But one of the longest, like, survival ones, as someone who had, who was a child and had no idea how to care for exotic animals, was this yeah. fire-bellied toad that had, it just kind of hung out in the cage and, or the terrarium or whatever, and it did its thing. Fun fact that I didn't really, like, put together until after I was a child, they're fire-bellied toads because their bo- uh, underbellies secrete poison. Oh, decades. I just thought they were colored. No, it's it they will flip on their back They'll flip on their back as a warning. Don't eat me, I'm toxic. Mm. Uh, I would as a child I would handle these animals and then rub my eyes. Nice. And then my eyes would burn, I couldn't figure it out, so I'd go to the sink and I'd wash my hands and I'd wash my eyes out until I felt better, and then I'd go do it again.
1: This is why RJ wears glasses today. (laughs) It might be. (laughs) Probably probably didn't help. (laughs) What about you, John? Mm. Um, I'm not sure. Mammals are kind of where it's at, but I'm also gone for, like, a long time every day, and, uh, yeah, would not want to leave an animal alone, so I'd go for, like, a hermit crab or something
2: to start you out. say that, but there yeah. are, there's a grave of hermit crabs outside my parents' place. They're difficult pets. Yeah, I wouldn't get too attached. <laughs> sure. I think I had three. The longest one might have lasted three days. Oof. Don't get me wrong. I do my best, but it's hard, dude. <laughs> if you don't have the proper setup, they have to be kept at like the proper humidity and heat because otherwise they'll dry out and it, no, I, they are you need to invest in the proper setup. Then I'm sure it's super easy. I did not have the proper setup as a fourth grader. <laughs> okay, I'm getting a snake plant as a pet then.
1: <laughs> a snake <laughs> plant? Yeah, they're like rumored to be the easiest plants to take care of. <laughs>
2: Bad. Snake <laughs> is it some kind of succulent yeah it is um it's just kind of like
0: anybody like, who says succulents are easy to take care of is a liar
2: yeah also, i don't know that succulent. it's a succulent <laughs> <laughs> i don't know that it's a succulent it just reminds me of a succulent i just uh, uh, like it's like tall and
1: wavy yeah like three main I fronds like, i don't know how to describe it i feel like i've seen it before
2: somewhere i just know i
0: uh, i got an aloe vera plant a couple weeks ago and they were like, oh, yeah, here's some easy plant to take care of. And I took it back and I looked it up and I was like, oh, I definitely have the wrong soil for this plant right now.
1: <laughs> but is it on NASA's top ten list of air purifying plants,
2: RJ? I was about to say, I, I just read that, that NASA has its potential to filter indoor air. moving through really The five main toxins involved in the effects of sick building syndrome.
0: What? Yeah.
2: No, oh, dude, that's
1: totally a thing. Like, the place you're in can really influence your just health. Bad air.
2: Yeah. However, filtration is thing. too slow for practical indoor use.
0: Hang on. Victorian London was right. Bad air causes disease? Yeah.
1: You no, know, it just propagates disease.
0: Yeah.
1: Same it thing. certainly doesn't help prevent disease. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay. So Calvin's getting a... Uh, forest Fay fox friend or a rabbit yes uh i'm yes. getting a toad and john is getting a plant i'm getting the
2: forest <laughs> <laughs> that works that's it you, you can have you can have plants as a pet yeah you're supposed to talk to plants aren't you i mean right. if people can
0: get pet rocks i don't see why you can't have a pet plant oh, dude I pet rocks. Pet rock.
1: How do, mm, that's an even better idea
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> do you
2: still have your duck on your desk,
1: um, I gave that away to a friend. I think no. I, I have need to give it to elephants. RJ, have you ever heard of the rubber duck debugging method? The legend of the coding duck. i
0: duck. I know that there is a connection between coding and rubber ducks, and I know I've, it's, it's been explained to me once before, but I do not remember. Refresh me.
2: Well, no. for the audience as well. Go ahead. Can I, Yep. Can I lead into this? Yep, because you actually taught me what this was. Um, okay, so,
1: you know how software developers are notorious for having poor social skills?
0: Yes. Woo.
1: Um, well, we, uh, inherited the tradition, or we created the tradition of buying rubber ducks to talk out our problems instead of talking to anybody else about them. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> the purpose okay. of the rubber duck is to be a sounding board for you to talk out your ideas and figure out the problem. Yep.
2: Okay. When you're stuck at your desk, can't figure out your issue, everything's <laughs> broken, you don't know why, and you're banging your head against the wall. You turn to your duck, and you ask him for help, and he relays the wisdom of the gods. Yes.
0: Oh, I do that, but just to
2: myself. He's not yeah, the same if you don't have a duck. We need a conduit. I'm also not a coder. And that conduit's a rubber <laughs> duck. <laughs> Bonus points if your rubber duck had is like themed in some way. Yeah, mine was a Sherlock Holmes one. I
1: oh, had nice. a beefeater
2: feeder one. I don't know Did where you get he went. that to your on your trip to london with james no my parents got it on a trip to london and i was like and then you told me about the rubber duck thing and i was like i need a rubber duck and my mom was like hey i have a rubber duck here you go (laughs) good
0: (laughs) our next segment uh which calvin you're very excited for this week
2: i am but i will go last because it i i want to like go into deep dive on it so you guys can go first Better
0: buddies recommend where we recommend a piece of media to enjoy. John, would you like to start, or I can?
1: Is is Calvin something we're likely to recommend? I don't Uh, want. No. Okay. I don't want to take it from (laughs) you. I
2: mean, if you take it, then I'll just pile on with it. Okay. Um, RJ, you can go first.
0: Then I'm going to go with uh, Bioshock. I finished the first Bioshock game last week. Nice. Uh. I was playing on easy. Just wanted to enjoy the story. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the environmental storytelling was pretty. It was really well done. Uh, to be fair, this is a game that has won many awards. Mm-hmm. Um, I even on easy, it was. I never ran out of ammunition. I never ran out of ammunition, but it was always like, especially right near the end, kind of like, okay, I've got like six bullets in each of my different weapons. Let's see what I can scrounge up before the next big fight.
2: <laughs> yeah. Uh, did I've you... Never... Oh, oh, sorry. Go ahead. Um, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, did you know the kind of twist at the end going in? Yes. Uh, okay. Fun story
0: about that twist is um, I think that twist accidentally got spoiled for me when I didn't know what it was uh at a i think it was at a boy scout lock-in at like one in the morning somebody was playing bioshock and when i was in like sixth grade interesting and i had and they were at that scene and that like thing occurred but i had no idea what it was i just kind of vaguely
2: yeah you had no context for it
0: and then when i found out bioshock and the twist ending or the mid-game twist years later i was like oh that's what that was Oh yeah, would you kindly play a round of golf with me, there, guy? <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah. <laughs> uh- I tried getting into that game a long time ago. Um, but honestly it kind of freaked me out at the beginning. Uh it's, it's kind of freaky with the like weird what are they called? Splicers. Yeah.
0: You get used yeah. to it.
2: Yeah, I, I, I watched a playthrough of it and I was like, all right, this isn't as bad. But I don't know. Playing it that first time, it was just like you know, I don't know. No, have I, you played any of the others or just the first one?
0: They're next on my list. Oh yeah. Um, and like I knew the first like level of the game. I'd seen other people play it. I'd gotten uh, Stella to play it once when we were hanging out. Mm-hmm. Got them to down. Got them to download the demo, and and I knew the uh, first level, Big Daddy jump scare was coming. Yeah. <laughs> um. Didn't tell them about it. Nice. Ooh. Uh, but yeah. After that first level, um, there's maybe like one other area where they introduce a new type of splicer that's kind of creepy. But after that, it's mostly just like go through. And especially on easy difficulty, blast, 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 blast. Yeah. And I also saved all the little sisters. Nice. Well, not all, but all the ones <laughs> I found I saved. Close enough. <laughs> Do you get the good ending, then?
2: Yeah. Do you need to find all of them? I, I played, yeah, I played, like, the first five, ten minutes of, like, the first Bioshock. Eh, I probably played the first main area. And then I played a good two hours of Bioshock Infinite. And that was also, a, that was a lot of fun. But I, like, the game glitched during a big battle. And I was just like, ah, I'm done for this play session. And then I just never turned it back on. Mm-hmm. Good. I don't know. That's how it goes. I have yeah. so many games like that. Yeah. Yeah.
0: But yeah, that's my recommendation is Bioshock, a game from like 2008. <sighs> hey, it's man. a
2: good aesthetic though. I like People it. People
1: still play it for a reason. Yep. What do you what got, John? You John? Jinx. Okay. Um. No. <laughs> The soda that you two have to share or something. That's my right now. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I've been just kind of doing a lot of the same stuff I've been doing for weeks. Like I'm, uh, ooh, how far? Um, I'm almost done with Naruto. I say that with like 125 episodes left.
2: Well, given how many you've gotten through, that's almost done. There are
1: 720. In this exactly. City, so. <laughs> I'd call that um, almost. That's over yeah. three quarters um i guess i'll go with a video game as well i don't think i've talked about this on the podcast but i finished the last of us one recently oh nice and that's another game with great environmental storytelling for uh, those who don't know it's kind of like a a zombie apocalypse game and you're going Much across fungus. america but they're like fungal zombies it's kind of cool <laughs> and terrifying <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah um really brutal sometimes so it's a uh, con- content warning here, but yeah,
2: yeah. Um, the uh, opening to that game is who?
1: Yeah, it's really good if you have the opportunity to play it. I'm gonna play the second one here soon, but I'm like it's gonna become my life when I start it. So <laughs> a little
2: like wary to start it. <laughs> yeah, I I watched a playthrough of that game. I really enjoyed the story. Uh, it looked fun gameplay but i don't know if it would really grab me but yeah. i enjoyed the, the watching it and the story like i said amazing
1: mm-hmm. yeah the, the combat's not the most fun sometimes it gets better later on once you have more like more tools at your disposal mm-hmm. but the
2: story and the uh the environment are definitely yeah, the, the best world parts. building is the world building in that is great
0: the last of us is definitely one of those games like the, the whole zombie genre I'm never going to pick up and touch because I'm just like, no, no, I don't need that in my life. But also, I just played Bioshock. So, <laughs> yeah. So, oh,
2: sorry, go ahead. Or, yeah. So, okay. uh, so, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so you, you don't like, you don't want to play zombie video games? I generally avoid them because, it's... like, you don't like the genre? Like, you don't like zombies? Um,. <sighs>
0: I don't mind zombies, it's just, like, the, a lot of the games are either, it's either, like, Call of Duty zombies, which mm-hmm. is, like, okay, cool, you just play the game, you run around and shoot things, it's dark, It's whatever. just a horde mode, yeah. Or it's The Last of Us, which is half horror game, I'm not a big horror person in general, and then to add on the like, hey, we're gonna make you depressed by thinking about that America has fallen, everyone you know is dead, <laughs> and uh, life is pointless, it's just like, okay, we didn't need that. No, much. no, the okay. time to be alive.
1: That's you know it's a to... good zombie game when it's really about the human condition.
0: Yeah. <laughs> there it is. It's not that I don't like zombie games. I don't like human condition games. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I definitely think um, I killed more living people than zombies in my playthrough.
0: Oh, so you are with a plague.
1: <laughs> but I, I think the game's set up that way. I don't know yeah. if that's on purpose.
0: <laughs> probably. That's yeah.
1: It's probably on purpose. So, <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Uh go ahead, Calvin.
2: Uh oh, sorry, I had to clear up my throat. Um all right. So I was looking uh this was on Sunday and I was like, oh it's uh Sunday evening. Uh I like to like I usually like to um uh like just kind of relax Sunday evening before the work week. Um I bought a bottle of wine and I was going to just. I was like, at first, I was like, um, earlier in the day. I was, I don't know why, but I was thinking, and I was like, you know what? I'm gonna watch Lord of the Rings tonight. Like, well, I I, I didn't hadn't decided which one, but I was gonna watch like the full three and a half hours of one of those extended version um, films, and I was like, ah, oh, this is gonna be fun. Um, so I was looking at Hulu for whatever reason. I think I was uh, I was putting on something for um, noise when I was cooking, and. I came across this movie on Hulu. It, the movie is called Shadow in the Cloud.
0: Okay. Um, have you guys heard of it? No.
2: Um, is it okay. new? Or... It came out in 2020, technically, um, at like the Toronto Film Festival. I'm looking at the Wikipedia page. Um, but then it says it was released by uh, Redbox on January 1st, 2021. Oh, um, So it sounds like Redbox helps produce it or help... Um fund it in some way. Or it was okay. They distributed it. Redbox helped to uh distribute it. Um so it's relatively new. Uh it seems like it was supposed to come out in 2020, but then stuff. Um, but it's it's not like an indie film, but it's one of those smaller kind of like B movie films. It's got the only like named act um actor or well, in this case actress that I um recognized, it had uh, Chloe Grace Moretz in it. Okay. Um, and that was like it. Uh, everybody else, I didn't know them or recognize them from anything else. Um, they're all good, but like, it, it's just like she was like the only like big name talent. Um, but basically, it's it's classified as like an action horror film, and I would almost say it's more suspense than horror. Um, there's some not really jump scares, but some like stuff in it that are kind of jump scary. Uh, but otherwise it's more just an action film, but the basic premise is she is a, uh, well, actually I want to, I want to tell you what caught my attention on this film. Mm -hmm. So it's a world war two film and I love my world war II action films. They're fun. Um, they're usually good popcorn films. You don't care. You don't think about it. Um, and that's exactly what this film is. And so I was like, okay, this seems interesting. Uh, I like Chloe Grace, Grace Moretz. I've liked her and the things I've seen. Um, so I watched the trailer. And the trailer had one specific scene. And when I saw this scene, I was like, all right, I'm watching this movie tonight. The scene in question, they're on a bomber. There are Japanese fireplanes attacking. And there's a hole in the bottom of the bomber. Okay. A person falls out of said hole in the bomber, and they're falling just down. You see um a on fire fireplane underneath the bomber as well. This person falls about a hundred feet, the plane explodes, and the explosion sends the person flying back up through the hole, back into the bomber. What? Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs>
1: And I was just like, "All
2: right, I'm watching this film. That that scene is amazing. (laughs) That's brilliant." And then it just cuts back to another person on the bomber, and they're just like, "Welcome back to the party." (laughs) And I was like, "This is amazing. I love this film already." Jesus Christ, I might need to watch that tonight. (laughs) I highly recommend it. (laughs) The other thing that I loved about this film, and I've I've definitely talked about this when I've talked about movies before. Is that it is the perfect length. It's 83 minutes long. It's it knows what it is. It's just a fun little action film. It doesn't drag it out with unnecessary stuff. It's not doing all this. It's just a little film, and it's great. I absolutely loved it. It's not like, and that scene alone tells you what kind. Like they play fast and loose with a lot of the stuff. Um, There's a scene. Where Chloe Grace Moretz is climbing around on the underside of the bomber okay. while they're flying. And it's like, uh, no. Yeah, no. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, it's just a fantastic film. Um, and it's got some just it's just like I say, it's just fun. Oh, it's really it's snappy
0: just... if it's if it's a 83 minute movie and you gotta figure there's probably 10 minutes of credits five to eight minutes yeah probably so it's like an hour and
2: 10 to f- hour 15 total yeah no it just it, and it doesn't feel rushed either which is awesome um and the main part um it was definitely um made it um it i, I it, it's hard to comment on this part because i'm a dude but <clears throat> it's um very much got this kind of like feminist kind of plot to it in okay. a good way um because it definitely because Gloria grace moretz is the main character and like she does everything okay like they definitely play her up to be like no she doesn't she doesn't need like all these dudes to carry her through this stuff and there's definitely a lot of those undertones um as a dude and as much as i can comment th- on that as a dude I had no issues with it. I thought it was great. I thought the message was perfectly fine. Um, it wasn't like ramming it down your throat in a way that was like, well, now you're derailing the movie. Um, and it wasn't necessarily drawing attention to it in any way that – because honestly, you shouldn't have to because yeah. it should just be uh, – it, it's not a given in our society, but it kind of should be like – it's it's like it, – I thought it walked that balance really well. Um, so
0: it's not <clears that throat> one that you have to ask, does it pass the Bechtel test?
2: Oh shoot, what's the Bechtel test again? Uh, Isn't it if the there's a man means, in a
0: uh talker like do anything but talk about men?
2: It might not pass the Bechtel test. But oh, no. <laughs> but, but I would argue it does it doesn't because of the real the realism of it in the fact that she boards a bomber plane at the um as like a passenger carrying a secret package and I don't want to go too much about it because it's not so much a twist but it's I, I I thought it was really good. Um and it kind of went in directions I wasn't expecting. Um but she's so they don't really know why she's there. And um obviously 1940 dudes are very misogynistic, you know. So especially bomber pilots who have been in the war for a couple years and probably haven't seen a woman. Uh so they're they, they treat her like actual garbage um one scene I thought was great um was that they well not necessarily great but I thought it was incredibly realistic um is that like they're they're being misogynistic against her and like just like blowing her off in her like credentials and anything about her and um she gets on she goes on this like tirade about how like oh like I'm a certified pilot and like I don't I've flown over 200 hours in enemy airspace doing transports without any guns solo where I'm on my own. And like, she goes on this whole speech and um, I've definitely seen films where they do that. And then there's just supposed to be like, yeah, empowerment, like with this speech. And then everyone's just kind of like mollified with this speech, but it's not realistic at all. And this film definitely played it off realistic where she says that there's a beat. And then everyone just starts laughing at her. (laughs) and it's just like yeah that's horrible but it's also very realistic as to their response to it yeah like if someone went on this like tirade like saying like all that stuff a bunch of dudes that are already being jerks that's what they're gonna that's how they're gonna respond they're not gonna just like be like oh i'm sorry now (laughs) and even like even if some like if you think about
0: someone doing that to you in real life your reaction isn't gonna be oh man you're so cool it's gonna be if you don't laugh it's going to be yeah all right.
1: Yeah. Here bud,
2: sure.
0: <laughs> sure kid. <Yeah.
2: laughs> uh, but the only thing I would too. <laughs> the only thing I would preference is with that horror aspect. There is um the reason it's called Shadow in the Cloud is there is, uh, they kind of play they, they show this in the trailer so I, I'll say it. Um there's like this creature that's like part of like the that's like up there with them. Um, I think they call it a gremlin. Hmm. Uh, so there's, like, this, like, gremlin thing that's, like, attacking the plane, and that's part of the plot as well. Um, for a vast majority of the film, it's just in this one little compartment with, like, Gloria Grace Moret's character. Okay. Because she's, like, in a turret on the, uh, on the bomber. She's, like, in the ball turret. And oh, it's, funny. like, in there for probably half the film or more nice so it's like all on her and i i don't know i love the film like i said it's nothing like groundbreaking it's not some cinematic masterpiece but it's a great film it's it's, it's a, just
0: it's not pushing the envelope but it's done very well
2: yep it knows exactly what it is it's a fun little action film like i said 83 minutes long It's not going to take your entire night or evening or whatever. And uh, it's got good action. It's just fun. The set design is great because they're in a bomber for like the entire film. (laughs) So (laughs) So it's pretty easy. Yeah. Cool. Yep. It's called Shadow in the Cloud. Highly recommend.
0: Any other topics you want to hit before we get to our next segment?
2: You guys been watching The Bad Batch? No, no. I I've been meaning to. Have you? Is it good? Yeah, it's pretty much just more Clone Wars, <laughs> <laughs> but Bad Batch, <laughs> but Bad Batch,
1: yeah. Nice. I'm tempted. Um, only two episodes out so far. It's it's pretty good. What? There's only two episodes out so oh. far. I think a new one comes out tomorrow.
2: Uh, it's doing the Friday release. Uh, yeah, I'm not a hundred percent sure on that. <laughs> Alright, that's what they were doing for their other shows. I'll probably wait and binge it. Fair. But I might also just power through here in the next week or two when I'm bored. First episode's an hour and a half long. Oh, Oh, geez. Maybe only 75 minutes, actually. Still, I wasn't expecting that. Wait, are they all going to be hour-long episodes? No, the second one was 30. Okay. So it was just like an opening bit. Yeah. It's like,
1: hey, you haven't had Star Wars in like a year. Other than Mandalorian, <laughs> yeah.
0: Uh, here you back. go. How long do you think they're it... gonna run that show for?
1: Bad Batch or Mandalorian? Bad Batch. Maybe just a season. We'll we'll have to see. They haven't like cropped up anywhere else in
2: their, Well, like
0: canon yeah. yet?
2: Well, they're pretty early. Like they're bef- Like they're in that weird in between that wasn't super explored until recently. Yeah. So, minor spoilers,
1: Bad Batch takes place, like, right at Order 66. That's the beginning of the Mm -hmm. first episode.
2: Yeah. Well, you don't even meet the Bad Batch until right before Order 66 in the Clone Wars. Right.
0: And they they don't have any of the, like, chips in them because they're technically defective clones.
2: I would assume so.
0: The first episode explores that, I'm not-
1: no further comment. No further comment. I can
0: (laughs) neither
2: confirm nor deny.
0: Let's be real, if they were, like, chipped up and had followed Order 66 and were in line with the rest of the clones, there wouldn't be a show, would there?
2: Well, there could be exploring their, uh, dealing with, uh, the fallout from what they had- they were forced to do. That would actually be a really interesting show. I hope that'd be really dark for a Star Wars show, but I would totally. That'd be awesome.
0: That'd be really dark for a kids show. Let's remember that's that a I guess that's
2: what I meant. Yeah, that's what I meant. <laughs> no, that that would be pretty cool though. Like a clone squad that like murdered their Jedi. Oh, Jedi and a Padawan. Mm-hmm. Oh. And, and then they had to deal with the fact that like for whatever reason the chip short circuits or it's removed or something, and they're they get they break free and it's just like Can you now imagine they have
0: to the scene deal like, with it. The Chip only activates long enough to make them follow Order 66 and once it's over they're back to normal and they're just standing around like, oh god, what have we done?
1: That'd be really interesting. That, that would was also deadly. be like a great
2: explanation why stormtroopers aren't clones. Well, um. I I personally hate the chip thing. Oh yeah. I thought there was a lot more interesting stuff in going through with conditioning and just um the fact that the sith were they had subverted their training and that order 66 was just to, was just um that the jedi have actually betrayed and that the clones truly believed the jedi had betrayed the republic and that they were fighting for the republic still um yeah but that's i thought there was some interesting on stuff tv
0: then hey chip make bad
2: yeah, it's all, I, it was also a cop out so that they could have Rex still be a good guy. Yeah, yeah. because then they because then they could be like, oh, it was a chip in his brain that made him go bad. <laughs> He's actually still a good guy. So it was a bit of a cop out so that you could still have your favorite clone characters um, be like good guys. Except, except we know Cody tried to kill Obi Wan. Yeah because you see that in episode 3 Cody's the one that orders the artillery to fire on Obi-Wan except
0: uh, he orders them to fire at the cliff and the monster not at Obi-Wan
2: Yeah, that's the fan theory <laughs> and I don't I don't agree with that. But he already received the order, didn't he? Yeah, he received the, the order. order. But so, um, the yeah. fan theory is that he was fighting it, fighting the chip oh. or at the time conditioning and he was like, "Oh, I'm going to fulfill this order." By shooting next to him and causing him to fall, that'll kill him. And then, gotcha. but he deep down knew he was giving him a chance. And like, I don't know. One of the things yeah. I've never uh, heard that theory before. I'm oh,
0: sorry. I was just gonna say one of the things I got reminded of recently was how young all the protagonists are in basically all of Star Wars. And <laughs> yeah. like, Ahsoka was 17 years old when she buried her squad of clone troopers after Sporter 66.
2: Yeah, well, she's like thirteen in the for, in the Clo- well, no, she can't be. She has to be like fifteen in the Clone Wars film, right?
0: Yeah, something like that. Still, Clone yeah, Wars only like war three. War only years. lasted like, like, dang. Yeah.
2: Well, Luke is seventeen when he blows up the Death Star.
0: Yeah, I thought he's nineteen. Is he nineteen? I thought so.
1: Okay. He's only like twenty-five by.
2: Return the, of the Jedi. Return yeah. of the Jedi. Oh god! It's... I'm
0: Luke Skywalker, Jedi Knight. <laughs>
2: Yeah, what yeah, have you done he, with your life? No, he he's not even 25, is he? Because if he's 19, we'll go with 19 at uh, Death Star. That's 0 uh, ABY, because it's after yeah. Battle of Yavin. And Return of the Jedi is what, 4? Or is it 6? I thought it was 6. It's been a long time, and they've changed so much. Okay, you uh, want to
0: know one of my craziest, like, uh, pre-Disney, like, even post-Disney, like, makes no sense, but this is the way I think Star Wars operates.
2: Real quick, for aby Oh, nice. Yeah. So 23.
0: In my head, Star Wars in-universe operates on an BBY calendar. Like, after the Battle <laughs> of Yavin and the Republic came back, they're like, alright, this is our new calendar. French Revolution, let's go. Brand Obviously, new time
2: system. They might. <laughs> Wait, what? Sorry, one more time.
0: Uh, so, uh, in, in, like, the canon, we all, like, measure it A-B-Y, B-B-Y, because Battle of Yavin is, like, the focal point, and then everything came before or afterwards, because that's just how we keep yeah. track of the timeline. But my head headcanon yeah. is in-universe, they also do this. Wait, that's
2: what it was. Wait, seriously? That is, that's, that's, the, that's the in-universe time frame. That's it, like, so wild. Because that was the turning point for, uh, um, against the uh, Galactic Empire.
0: Could that be still considered
2: wild? the foundation of the new republic? No. Uh, this is this is old school extended universe lore. So I don't know what it is anymore. Um, but no, my understanding is that BBY was the actual like canonical calendar for the new republic. And like in universe time measurement, mainly yes because that's the first film so <laughs> that's where it originally started um but then they just kind of worked it into they're like yeah screw it this is also the calendar but it's a big galaxy <laughs> so there's like probably thousands millions of different Local calendars and... um uh, but like here on the, I'm on wikipedia yeah. and they're talking about there's also the Lothal calendar and then the CRC calendar. So Lethal, that's Rebels, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I hate it. Um
1: Rebels was actually pretty good.
2: Yeah, I know, it's fine, but it just represents the turning point for Disney to me. So uh No, so there's like a million different calendars.
0: God, it's just crazy to me that like thing like Clone Wars like, oh yeah, BBY. it's like, what's what's the why in BB but what's the battle of Yavin? I don't know, but that's how we measure time. Talking about
1: in about <laughs> ten years there's gonna be a big event. And that's where we measure our time from.
0: That's no, that's how they got it. Jedi Master dias was known for having visions of the future. That's why he created the clones. So he right. saw the Battle of Yavin it was like, alright, this is how we're measuring time from now on.
1: Sorry, podcast
2: listeners.
0: No. Wait, this isn't...
2: This isn't right. What? Oh. Oh, never mind. I misread. All okay. Right, so I'm on Wikipedia looking up BBY, the collected calendar, and they're saying it came power in the New Republic era. There's, like, all this stuff. So it is an in-universe calendar. Um, but in the behind the scenes, they're talking about it was... They said it was first used in Star Wars canon in 2015. And I was like, that's not, that's not true. I knew about BBY in... Like middle school when I was deep in this stuff, but I guess that 2015 was the first time it was like canonized uh-huh. as a date system. Good. And but I guess before it was it wasn't actually canonized. It was just Existing. used by authors. Oh yeah, here it is. It was originally introduced in the Star Wars Legends continuity in the 1996 West End Games role playing guide. Oh. So in the Star Wars wow. role playing game that was when it first appeared in 96 that but makes it wasn't sense. i guess officially canon until it was in the Star Wars card trader Oh okay. in 2015 i don't know Good. Star Wars like uh, oh wait okay yeah see this is this is the nonsense that i'm talking about i forgot that wikipedia now has a tab for each page in there's canon and legends legends is what i know because that's the old eu before disney takeover and then canon is the current canon so that was all the canon information the legends information there's a whole lot more so
0: okay well with that and uh, another demonstration of how star wars lore makes no sense whatsoever
2: it used to and then disney came along it didn't we so all know it it was fine we were okay with the errors <laughs>
0: <laughs> but there were because it was a
1: bunch of independent authors <laughs> exactly it was more fun <laughs> he never knew what was coming next yep
0: like when an alien invasion occurred
1: like the chusep the, the Bakura. what you mean the Uzanvong? yeah or? uzan vong well, just the, an there, alien
0: invasion story well
1: the
2: uzanvong vong or the siru yeah oh yeah i remember that one the we C- were technically before the Yuuzhan Vong. And the C- well, I'm not going to get into it. That'll be forever. <laughs> Our next we should segment.
1: move on. <laughs> Bonus <laughs> Star Wars episode.
0: I mean, we have to have one every like three months or so, so it's fine. I miss the good old... We're still in the good old days of Star Wars. <laughs> when Shut I was up. your age.
2: <laughs> when I was your age. I miss the when Thrawn there was only the, was the only good extra Star Wars we had. <laughs> Star Wars was only
0: good when it was a standalone film. The sequels ruined it. I'll take that. our next segment how to be a better buddy where we give some real and some humorous advice uh we've started getting our questions off of ask reddit or ask men from reddit uh and our first question how do you stay motivated to keep exercising with the further details my body positivity has hit an all-time rock bottom i've got a 40 pound goal to hit i've enjoyed 20 minute daily high intensity inter H-I-I-T, I think it's High Intensity Interval Routines. Yeah. Uh, but in the past, but I just go about every single day either forgetting or ignoring it. It's immensely frustrating.
2: I have some thoughts given that I just recently restarted my attempt at working out.
0: What are your thoughts?
2: So I've always struggled with the whole like, I do, I, I will get into a good routine for like a week or two and then I drop and then it's six months later and I try again and then I drop and then six months later. Um... I'm doing pretty good this time Um, and personally for me, and obviously this changes for everybody because everybody else is different and functions differently. Um, But one of the things I've always struggled with is I tend to hit it really hard at first because I'm all energetic and I'm like, yeah, I'm going to do it. I'm going to get back into it. I'm going to get in shape, going to be great. I go hard for like two weeks. And then something happens, and I'm like, it's okay, I can miss a day. And then that just keeps going and going, and then I fall out, and I'm like, well, I'm already this far, whatever, it's moving on. Um, So this time, I've definitely started to see it as I've just got to do something. I'm not making any goals for myself. My only goal is that I make a routine, and I hold to the routine. If I break, like yesterday, I went to go see a film last night and I was just like, I've got 40 minutes to cook dinner before the movie and then work out. And I just got home from work and it, I was just like, I'm not having it. I'm just not having it. So I didn't work out yesterday and I missed a day and I knew that like, yeah, I'm breaking my schedule the second weekend, but I just, um, but I just told myself it's not great but it's not the end of the world. I just got to keep moving forward. And then I also was like, um that means I just have to make up a day now. So, I my current schedule is I'm working out Sunday to Thursday, so I have Friday and Saturday off. So, I'm going to work out tomorrow now. So, I have to I have to make up my day Friday. And go. that's definitely the thing I struggle the most with is just accepting the like failures or dropping the ball and just moving through it. And yeah, that that's definitely the hardest part for me. But um, one of the things I do is, like I said, for me, strict routines, if I can build a strict routine for long enough, um, I become it's harder for me to break it because I like my routines. Um, So I'm just setting a time every day. I get home from work and I immediately I go. It's like, all right, I'm home from work. Now I go work out for 30 minutes or whatever. I do my workout and that's just what I do every day at the same time. And I'm just trying to build that routine. The other thing that I've heard, I'm um, sorry, I'm just kind of <laughs> going now. Uh, the other thing that I heard on a podcast, I don't remember where um, they were talking about the same kind of situation and a piece of advice that I heard that I really um, found helpful is um, for me, I'm running. So no matter what, Get changed, get into your workout clothes, and then decide. Because nine times out of 10, if you put in the effort to just change, put on your gym shorts, put on your running shoes, put on everything, you're going to be like, well, I'm already changed. I might as well go work out. And if for that one out of time out of 10, it's just like, all right, you're changed. And you're like, nah, I'm just, I just can't today. Okay, then you can't, then you move on and you just keep moving forward and just keep trying.
0: Yeah, I I would echo a lot of that same sentiment. I had a really bad week last week. Uh my goals have been to work out in the mornings, uh do like a little bit of a half hour push up sit up stretches kind of thing. And then Monday, Wednesday, Friday I go run. Nice. But one of my goals has also been to only eat out like fast food once a week. I've been atrocious at it. Succeeded yeah. for like 2 weeks and then last week I ate out like every single day. Nice. And I'm going to eat out, like, this week, I've already eaten out, like, three times. I'm probably going to get fast food for the rest of the weekend. But it's that matter of making it habit. You're going to exercise. Okay. Doesn't matter how, like you said, doesn't matter how little you do, how much you do. Just get up and do something. And then the other thing that I've found is um, I'm actually in, an ex- like, a Google Excel sheet where... I mark it down. Monday, mm-hmm. Tuesday. Like, I just have a bar. I put in the M-T-W-R-F for my morning ones. Monday, Tuesday, Monday, Wednesday, Friday for my running. Mark them green when I succeed. If I don't get there, I mark it right, and I move on to the next week. That's a really good idea. Yeah. Making a more tangible
1: accountability chart. for.
2: Yeah. I, I saw a really cool one of those. Have you guys ever heard of uh, Simone Garrett's? No, she's, she's Swedish. She's a YouTuber. Um, She likes to make these like crazy inventions. Um, She's on with like Adam Savage a lot and stuff like that. Um, But one of her inventions that she made and she actually started selling was this really cool calendar that has the months across the top, just the letters for the months across the top. And then each day going down. So it's a column for each day. Mm. And it's like this big picture frame thing. And what it is, is it's like a little touch screen. And what you can do is you could when you touch the day, it lights up. And each day is like a little hexagon. So you can, so it's designed so it's like a goals calendar. So you would hang this on your wall and for the entire year you set whatever your goal is. And if you hit your get if you hit your goal for that day, you just touch the little date for today and it lights up. So it's like a visual thing that you can see like all the lights for when you've made your goal, and if it lights out, then you didn't, and then you, that's a the day you just missed your goal. Nice. I don't like goals calendars, but that would be one that I'd consider get getting.
0: Yeah,
1: John, yeah, any thoughts? Um, just to continue on that, just something that's like not a lot of effort to maintain and keep up with, but something that's easy to like check your progress at a glance. Yeah. Um, the only thing I would add to what you guys have already said is um sometimes it helps to find a workout buddy yes (laughs) Um, i know i've been really awful at exercising on my own but like back when i did team sports it was always really like so much easier just to have those other people in it with you you know so might be a little difficult in uh these old pandemic days but you know it's something to try um but be warned that it can. Also maybe hold you back if your schedules don't line up. You yeah. Know, so <laughs> take the little caution there. But
2: that's No, a- yeah. I would I would definitely agree with that. Like I looked into when I was looking to work out, I was like, man, even if I have to pay like a decent chunk of change, it's tempting to like join a gym or something like that just to have that reinforcement. Because when you invest like the money into it, it's like, well now I've paid all this money, I've gotta do it. Yep, definitely. You pay
0: hundred dollars and go ten times. That's ten dollars a session.
1: Um, I definitely haven't been paying thirty dollars a month for almost two years and not gone once. Uh, <laughs> there you go, true American. <laughs> uh, it's a donation
2: to the yep. YMCA. There you go, <laughs> RJ. I think we both did that our sophomore year. We you I remember did. we both went and we were like, "We're gonna get the year long membership at the gym on campus." And we never, never went, once. went. I never went once (laughs)
0: one of my one of the other things that i struggle with is i'm a very seasonal exerciser um yeah i hibernate in the winter and then i'll start jogging (laughs) again in the spring because i spent all winter getting fat i'm like i gotta go jog so i go jog and i get back up and i start getting like into shape and i get through the cardio and fall Mm. rolls around and i I push through as long as i can until it's too cold to really go jogging even like sweatpants and sweatshirt for me which means it's winter, and then I go and I don't do anything for the next three months.
1: Yeah. It's hard to get out and do stuff in winter. Yeah. Yeah, definitely.
0: Our next question. Uh, I'll, I'll skip to, to this one. Men with a very attractive friend, what's it like being the other one? Um, are we qualified to answer this? Uh, I would say so i'm not telling you who the attractive one is though who is our attractive friend
2: (laughs) well i feel like we're all qualified to say this. not trying to throw shade at any of you guys you're as being not attractive
0: oh no i i know exactly where i am and what my station is and i can i can number all of us
1: well i want to hear the rankings someday it doesn't have to be on air though
2: yeah maybe not on air but i would also be (laughs) curious as to these rankings
1: the breakdown but
2: later (laughs) (laughs) Okay. <laughs> well, well, yeah. This is,
1: yeah.
0: Uh, um, in my experience, oh <laughs> so god, as you can say, in my experience, it's honestly not that bad. if you're aware of it and you know like where you're at and where your friends are at, you can just be like, yeah, okay. And uh, if you really need to, you keep the pretty lady you're talking to away from your friends until such time as it's not a problem.
2: <laughs> yeah. There you go. <laughs> Also, sometimes just standing near the attractive person, especially if they're not, maybe they're the only thing they got going for them is attractive. Then they come up to your attractive friend and they're just like, ah. And then they talk to them and they're like, uh. And then it's your turn. <laughs> then you got a shot. Just turns to the person next to them, hey, let's see. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's better than nothing. It's better than standing in the corner and nobody comes up to you.
0: Yeah, that's true.
2: Uh, mm.
0: okay. Here we go. Here's something we need to cover with this question: Wingman. You have a very attractive friend. You're the other one. Perfect wingman scenario.
2: Like you're the wingman Ooh. or they're the wingman. Either I guess way, yeah. Honestly, it's more fun being the wingman. No pressure.
0: Oh yeah. There's our problem. We're all wingmanning each other. <laughs> uh, really nobody to wants to that. take. <laughs> nobody
2: wants to step up.
0: You just reminded. Have you guys seen the College Humor video? Of the wingman air force no it's a that great great, great sketch video look it up it's goes through this whole like bar scenario of not just like the wingman but the ground crew team comes in and like pops his collar brushes him off with a lint roller gives him mint <laughs> it just goes That's through great. like this whole list of various like stereotypical air force movie positions go go watch it it's after just you listen gun, to this but...
1: <laughs> I saw another one of theirs that was a floor with nothing but RAs on it. Oh <laughs> god. I thought of you.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'd be lying if I don't look around sometimes and go, I'm too old and don't have enough energy for this. <laughs> you oh you young kids. Get off my lawn. <laughs> uh we're getting close to time here, so I'm going to say one more question. Uh Ooh. Do I give you guys the easy one or the hard one?
1: Uh, this is a toss-up, for sure. Easy.
0: Easy? Okay. Uh, For those who pack their lunch for work every day, what's the best thing you can easily pack for lunch? An easy. Apple.
1: Leftovers from the night before. That, too. Ding. I
0: like, I like both <laughs> your answers. I'm gonna toss out there peanut butter tortilla. Tortilla, slap some peanut butter on there, fold it up, there you go. There you go.
2: Little jelly.
1: Yeah, might as well go make a full lunch meat sandwich at that point. That's um, also fair. No. No.
2: My, my lunch consists of one apple and a handful of pistachios. There you go. I usually, like, if I don't have
1: leftovers, I make a turkey sandwich and then, like, a bag of goldfish and maybe a nutri bar or something. It's not um, bad. Usually my go-to. Or an apple.
0: My stereotypical is a uh, tortilla with peanut butter on it and uh, an apple. Oh, oh, yeah, great suggestions. <laughs> yeah, lunches are not hard, folks. Like if you're if you're an adult and don't know how to make yeah. a lunch, you might need to might need to find some YouTube videos.
1: Well, it's really just kind of getting out of your head about it. I think. Yeah. Like, it's easy to just throw something together and eat it, but it doesn't always feel that way.
0: Go find Nobody a ten year
1: old. What kind of apple? Oh. Uh, oh green all the way
0: um red I'm think I'm torn because sometimes I go delicious sometimes I like like to look around and be like oh that's a different kind
2: Crap. I, I like green apples typically more but I got a batch of green apples last week and every time I ate one they gave me a stomach ache and like mm. cramps mm. and I looked it up and apples have this like uh, I forget what it's called now, but they're, um apples have this like special chemical. It's in like uh, peas as well. Really? Um, it's yeah. a little bit of formaldehyde in them. Wait, really? I think with seeds. So. Peas. I I gotta look this up that now. Or cyanide. Cyanide. Um, it, for... it is complex. Blah 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 blah. All right, I can't find it now. Um, but there was this. Um, there's this like type of chemical like whatever i don't know what it is like fat or something that's in like a lot of um i know it's in like green peas uh it's in apples and stuff and some people have a bad reaction to it um and i don't know i the maybe it was just a bad batch of green apples but they it it wasn't pleasant so i've swapped to uh honey crisp a bad batch. Which aren't bad, but not my favorite. Yeah, I found this one type called Pink's Cribs. I believe it is. Dude, yeah. Pink Ladies are delicious too. I think Pink's one. Cribs are a form Are for Pink Cribs. It's like cribs, Pink Cribs. That's what it is. It's a. It's like a offshoot of Pink Ladies. Or wait, it, see, I went down a rabbit hole of this on. Uh all right it's crips Pink it's a cultivar of apple is one of the, of the cultivars which apples that meet quality standards can be sold under the trademark name Pink Lady oh yeah so that's what it is Pink Lady is like saying Kleenex oh oh okay it's a brand name it's like a very specific type but the crips Pink is like the more broader species okay that's cool. my understanding i could be mistaken
0: there's your Apple Hour for the day. <laughs> All yeah, right. The Take more one you of know. Those and the doctor will stay away. Buy our Apple products. Wait, no, don't buy Apple products. <laughs> don't buy Apple products.
1: <laughs> but only if they're actual apples. Yes. That, buy those Apple
0: Buy apple pie.
1: How do you like these apples? He's <laughs> <laughs> just going to do that. Um, RJ, can we do the last question too? Sure. I have something prepared.
0: What's your favorite word and why?
1: Um, my favorite word is defenestrate.
0: <laughs> defenestrate. Right word.
1: And it means uh to throw someone or
2: something out of a window. I it's love that we have word. a word for that.
1: Yes. there's a Like historical... it happens
2: so much that they're like, we're gonna give this a word.
1: There's a historical event from sixteen eighteen. Yeah. And it was the spark that started the Thirty Years War and it's called the defenestration of Prague. Yes. Was we it learned like about chairs? it in
0: school. Was uh, it chairs or something? Chairs and people. Oh, yeah. there were
2: people? They okay. threw someone out a window. <laughs> also, I just Googled it. There were more than one. Oh, There's yep. the first defenestration of Prague, the 1483 defenestration of Prague, the second defenestration of Prague, and then just the thing that just says Further Defenestrations.
0: They had a pre-sequel in between the first and second Defenestrations? Yeah. <laughs>
2: or
1: post-second Defenestration.
2: It looks like there's up to four.
0: Nice.
1: I I feel like Further Defenestrations is a a, a decent band name. That is actually a decent band name. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that's my favorite word.
0: That's a good that's favorite right. word.
2: That is a great favorite word.
0: I'm gonna go with petrichor.
2: Okay, petrichor is another great word. It
0: is. It both. Okay. Oh, see, now I just remembered one of my other favorite words, which is brick.
2: Brick. Brick.
0: It's just a solid brick, word.
2: Brick. It is
1: well, yeah, what it is. <laughs> um, I don't Petricor- know that I have a favorite word.
0: You can take nerd. What? That's like my third favorite word.
2: What, John?
1: Petrichor is rain smell, right? Yes.
2: Yes. Oh, God. <laughs> It's is it like a real thing or is it just one of those things that's just like yeah we all agree that it's a thing.
0: No, it actually is a release of the chemicals from the earth after it rains. Uh Basically, in the water hitting the ground and the plants and roots will give off uh, the smell. Interesting. Um. So Calvin, no favorite word. My Nothings. favorite word
1: is better budcast on Twitter. Duck. Yeah.
0: Oh, <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Get your plugs in now, boys.
2: Yeah, I don't know that I have a favorite word.
0: Okay. Well, thank you for joining this week. It's been a pleasure.
1: Don't forget to uh, put your gasoline in your plastic bags and always yep. store them in your trunk
0: or on your bed. Water bed. End well, thank you to the band Problem of Interest for letting us use the song "Living in the Moment" off the album Cross Off Yesterday. It's on iTunes and Spotify. We're on iTunes and Spotify. I do the downloads and the likes and subscribes and all that fun jazz um we're on facebook better buddies twitter at better budcast use the hashtag better buddies when you tweet about the show if you want to send us fan art hate art fan mail hate mail uh calvin good on you for remembering that turn of phrase last week's episode Um, or a question you want us to answer whether it's an icebreaker or something you need advice on you can send those to betterbuddiescast at gmail.com and last but not least be a better buddy.
1: Calvin, did you stock up on... On vaccinations? Did you stock up on gasoline,
2: Calvin? Gasoline? Yeah, I made sure to fill a garbage bag.
1: <laughs> yeah, your whole trunk's full of them, right? Yeah. you rear-ended, you have a nice cushion. Mm-hmm. Yep.
2: I use them like a waterbed.
1: Ah. <laughs> uh.
2: <laughs>
1: Good. Good.